it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah. We might have to take a break halfway through to go eat a couple more pieces of pizza. Here. <laughs> fresh, fresh and hot from Broadway. You have meat on it? Uh, we got pepperoni, sausage. Oh, it's good. Has well the show done. started already? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I have a question for Roycey. Yes, sir. Roycey, you're one of my uh, elderly companions. You're a <laughs> yes. friend of mine, and I- I've often wondered what it'll be like to-, to get old, and I'm wondering for you, what is the worst part of getting old? Well, you heard me say that uh, five minutes ago off the air. I, I didn't hear it. I'm, okay. at a, I'm at a disadvantage. Okay. I, I said cancer is bad. You know, prostate cancer is bad. That's bad. Alzheimer's, you know, not remembering what planet you're on, stuff like that. Yeah. Just general (laughs) infirmity. But for me, the worst is leaving your blinkers on when you're driving. (laughs) That, to me, is the worst thing about it. I'm in that car today, and I hear this ding, ding, what the hell's wrong with it? One of the rare times I got my seatbelt on, and uh, ding, 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 ding. And right there in the computer in front of me, it says... Hey, dipwad, turn off your your turn signals on. I went from getting on the freeway before the tunnel to damn near 280 before I figured out. They were going, ding, ding, turn off your signal. And, and you know, the worst part is everybody's around. They pull up. They they speed up so they can see who it is. And they, yeah, okay. Give you the point of shame. 74-year-old moron who shouldn't have a license driving just right when they When when they pull up, do they give you the look? And it's, oh, okay. They're almost sympathetic because they get it. They're surprised it's not an old woman. But then they, uh, well. You know. Speaking of that, Roycey, I've got the solution. We need your car to somehow acquire the voice of your DA, and then the DA could oh. say, Hey, dummy, turn <laughs> yes. off your signal, Yes, idiot. that's right. She, yeah, if she was in the car, she's good for that because she's just looking for uh, she's looking for things to comment on. So, uh, you know what? <laughs> you know what? By the way, you want i got to tell you something about Floridians. Yeah. No, it's getting bad here, too, but they no longer signal. They oh. just go up and make their turns. They don't signal. Wow. You know, the CP's car has this beeper that if you stray over the line, it beeps. Yes. And so I, I was getting kind of kick, getting a kick out of that to make yeah. it beep. So yeah. I'd go along and once in a while, <laughs> swerve over to make it beep. Yeah. And after about five of those, it, a coffee cup, uh, the image of a coffee cup appears on the screen <laughs> and says, please take a rest. <laughs> Really? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, oh, that is really is. That's an old person's car. That really car. is advanced. I had the one oh. on. I had the one where oh. it beeps when you cross, get near the line. Yeah. yeah but I figured out how to dismantle that, so I don't. Uh, I don't have you that anymore. Because disable was, that. Yeah, yeah. Because there's not a chance in hell you were able to disable that. No, that would I involve. Pressed, I pressed a bunch of buttons, and pretty soon it wasn't doing it anymore. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs>
What is this do? You made it sound like you got in there with a no, toolkit. No, 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 no. Yeah, dismantled no, it. Not, yeah. Not, and the dash out of the car. Uh, yes. That's, uh, oh, well, well, that was not it. But somehow it stopped doing it after I pressed several buttons. So. Tell the boys what we watched over the weekend. I, uh, you know, where the my hint to watch this came from, of all people, the DA, uh, Katie, uh, who has never gone to a college basketball game in her memory that she can remember ever going. But she watched the scheme on HBO and mm-hmm. told me, hey, you got to watch this thing. And I waited a couple of days, and she said, did you watch that yet? And I said, no, and I watched it. The Christian Dawkins story, basically, about when the FBI, when the Southern District of New York, through the work of the FBI, in September 2017, declared that they were going to show us the dirty underbelly of college basketball, and they ended up sending Christian Dawkins to uh, prison for 18 months for basically paying families and players not to go to college, but to the, to have them on their side when it came time for the NBA draft, and then they mm-hmm. would take his management team and him and his agent and his financial advisor. So it wasn't even to get guys to go to college. He didn't care where they went to college. It was to get the shoe contracts, right? Well, no, no not, not oh. Dawkins didn't. Adidas was in on it. Yeah, Adidas was in on it, and... You know, Adidas would work with, you know, say, why don't you try to steer him to one of our colleges? But uh, you know what's funny about that whole thing, Joe, in addition to the behavior of the FBI? It's uh, that uh, he wouldn't say anything about Rick Pitino. He was no. uh, he was uh, very willing to hang Will Wade off to drive, mm-hmm. which, which wasn't hard, by the way, the LSU coach and Sean Miller, the Arizona coach, but he stayed away from Rick Pitino. I read, a, I read a, something from the documentarian, and he said that was a topic he didn't want to get into. I don't know why. Hmm. But uh. it, it's great. And the FBI basically sends this guy in, Jeff something, right? What yep. Was he? And... Uh, to convince him to pay college coaches. He's, and the guy keeps saying, well, it's stupid to pay coaches. The family makes the NBA decisions. You know, the family and the AAU coach maybe and the player. Right. He says, we don't, the, the college coaches, it doesn't do us any good to pay them. But they kept telling him to pay the coaches. And then the guy ends up out in Vegas, the FBI guy, and <laughs> has all his cash with him. It, you get the hint that some of the FBI cash was spent on uh, entertainment for the I team. certainly did. <laughs> Not for Christian Dawkins, but right. for all of a sudden this guy disappeared. But the yeah. lead investigator of this guy, the, the, the lead guy on the two-person FBI team that was trying to set him up, they didn't have either of them testify at the trial. Mm-hmm. They did not give They did not give the defense a chance to... Uh, to uh, question these two people, mm-hmm. the, the FBI, they, wow. they made, none of the coaches, none, none of the big time coaches uh, had to testify. Uh, it, nobody had to testify. They just convicted him. Is this you know? why Miller basically kept he kept his job because he didn't get fired? Not yet. Even though they got him on tape. They got him on tape. Yeah. They yeah. Got I need a hundred grand for this guy. But Patrick texted me and said. <laughs> Maybe Trump was right about the FBI. <laughs> oh, man. They do not look good. That's a hard admission for me to make, but I know. God almighty, they look like. Well, they basically say 
plead guilty to this, these two charges, or we're going to charge you with eight different things. Mm-hmm. You know, oh boy. we're going to, you know, they and they that's what they did to the, Christian Dawkins. The kid wouldn't talk to the, he wouldn't talk against any of these coaches and uh, or any anybody that he worked with and they so they went after him and put him in jail yep it's uh he's a he's a he's a pretty cool kid kenny 12 years old the kid's old man is a prominent basketball coach at saginaw high school in michigan and they won a couple of state titles 12 years old he starts putting out this uh semi-magazine on rating Michigan and national basketball players. He's doing it in his basement, and he's got coaches from all over the country sending him $600 a month for this stuff. Really? You know, yeah. And he said he was pretty honest about everything, but he had himself rated really high, and he wasn't that good a player. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but everybody – and then his kid brother was like a phenomenal uh, 14-year-old, and he dropped dead of a heart attack playing at 14, the kid's brother. So – it's great though. It's on HBO and it's yeah, it's uh, pretty interesting. It is, uh, it is amazing. It, what shocked me, Joe, is you can't defend yourself. They don't nope. give you a chance to put up a defense. Right. If I mean, you, you don't have, you don't get to talk to the lead investigator. You don't get to have the lead investigators testify. You don't get to call the coaches that you're accusing them of, you know, giving money to. It was really weird. I don't think you're going to see baseball this year. I do. You do? Yeah. I, you think, I think two, three weeks from now, we're going to start loosening her up nationally. I do. I think you that, believe that or you hope that? No, I think so. Okay. I think, uh, you know, that uh, uh, I I just think that uh, these protests that the Trump's, Trump's trumpeter is organizing they're going to put enough pressure on people and they got all the business people saying you're ruining us and now obviously they have to see some fall off but uh i i think i think i think by the end of may you're going to see stuff happening but if you're a player you're not going to fall for this playing at one site deal and then be quarantined in a hotel they're not going to fall for that no no you're going to have to allow them to live lives you know have their families there uh yeah you know getting this idea that you're going to get all and the other thing is joe you're going to be doing this for half pay you know right right the baseball is going to be the the big argument going on right now uh, out of the view according to something i heard on mlb network is the management is saying yours we have no idea how much revenue we're going to bring in if we play this way and you're you're what you get paid has got to be a percentage of whatever you know. If you forty five percent of your, you know, twenty million or whatever it is, you're only going to get forty five percent of it based on our revenues, and that hasn't been agreed to yet either. I don't know. But I don't you, know, Patrick. I don't no, know. No, I I think that I, I you know if if we open up shopping malls, if we open up shopping malls. Mm-hmm. You know, big malls of America and Ridgedale and places like that. Then why can't we let 10,000 people into a baseball park and tell them to stay away from each other? Well, and wear a mask, and except if you're drinking or eating food, you can take it off. <laughs> but yeah. I, I'm wondering if, if people are even going to be comfortable with the idea of going out. No, well, they'll have to make that decision, yeah. you know. Well, you flirted with... Uh, 
you keep flirting with your theological disaster by uh, tweeting yesterday that you were so bored you even wish there was a church to go to. <laughs> yeah, I, and, and, I was out for my morning drive and I went by. Disaster. I yeah. went by. I went by. A, I went by this big old old Catholic church, you know, kind of a country church, and I said, "Boy, you know." I would, if they were having mass, I'd go in and hang for 50 minutes. Here. Go in and hang. Yeah, you know? Let me ask you something. Let me yeah. ask you something. Why can you go to Costco but not go to a church? That's uh, very interesting. You know, you'd have, to, you'd have to have a limit, I suppose, if we, we you know, the magical six foot, the magical six feet, I think that's all a bunch so, of PR so, crap, don't you? Well, so far, at, at where I go to church, they're not ever that crowded. It's not. A, it's no. easy to spend uh, to be apart. You damn let's, near can have your own pew. Let's fit. Let's yeah. Let's let's really? let's admit it. The the trouble with the clergy in our in the Holy Roman Church has cut down on attendance. Yeah. Then you know, in, oh. in recent years, yes. Oh, I didn't realize. Except that. at the Fort Myers Church that's on the road that we have to get out of the condo, those eighty-year-olds are still there screwing up traffic every Sunday. Yep. <laughs> well, you'd that's have to time out down to go get your bagel, right? Yes. Isn't it? Yeah. Nine. You can go. Uh, they start at uh, seven fifteen, nine fifteen, and eleven fifteen, and you then you leave it a half an hour. You leave it on the half hour. 7.30, 9.30, or 11.30, that way you miss the late arrivers and miss the early arrivers. Gotcha. But if you screw around, yep. if you miss that time, you're, for want of a better Such. word, screwed. Yeah. <laughs> the most Such, the most amazing thing um, I think we've ever witnessed here has happened in the last 10 minutes. It's the transformation of Royce from liberalism to conservatism. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, yeah. It's amazing. He's turning into a conservative. Yep. Nah, I wouldn't go that far. I still <laughs> recognize that the president of the United States is a psychopath. So I, uh, sociopath. What's between sociopath and psychopath? He's he's right in that middle. There's got to be something in there. Well, I'm middle. not sure there's a middle. Type. <laughs> yeah. Pick one. Yeah, he's poor China. They can't figure out if they. If if they caused this or that they fought it, they can't figure out what, what our view is. It it changes rapidly, that's for sure. You know, you did inspire someone yesterday, though, Patrick. Um, you were wondering that aloud, and I had retweeted it and said, "Why don't you take a Roycey walk?" Yeah. For those of you unfamiliar, <laughs> and I laid out the scenario: you find yeah. a nice body of water, you take the top down, and you drive slowly. That's mm-hmm. the Roycey walk. And there was a guy that responded to that and said, "You know." My wife's been asking that I go out and exercise. I'm going to do that myself. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just drive right next door. <laughs> she got a convertible. Yeah. Come on, honey, pick her up there. Let's go. Kind of slower. The Roycey walk. <laughs> so Saturday afternoon, I desperately needed a drive, and I went out. To, so I drove out to Fox Hollow out out on uh, in Albertville, right one stop. past the outlets, one road past yep. the outlets. Oh, what's Fox right. Hollow? Uh, golf course. Oh. 3.45 in the afternoon, Joe, there's 100 cars in the lot. Yep. I counted them, and they still had tea time still almost 6 o'clock. People play nine holes. Wow. And every time a, two people pulled out, another car was pulling in. And then I stopped on the way back at another one, Pheasant Run, in Corcoran, and same thing, 100 people. They had tea time still 6.40. The, the pent-up demand is disproportionate to the calendar. Most golf courses 
only open around now yes, each year. Yes, that's true. But this year they could have probably been playing three weeks ago. You know, so. Well, then and then shut down again for two weeks because mm-hmm. it had snow twice. Yeah. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is that what's what's the deal? Most golf courses have only opened around this time well, throughout right. history. It's, it, well, it's because you got a chance to you got it, you got you got a legal right to be outside. That's uh, yeah. that's what it is. And now at, at Fox Hollow, it was, and I'm sure it's this way everybody else. Don't show up until 20 minutes before your tea time, and leave immediately afterwards. That was their hmm. that was their social distancing. And don't uh, handle the flag, the, the pin, yeah. the fl- uh, which was another one, which seems stupid. But uh, well, how uh, do you, what do you do then? You've got to you, pull well, it. Well, they're putting the way they're way. A lot of people are putting with the pin in now, anyway, since that oh. changed. So plus they oh. raised, they put a device on the bottom of the pin, so you don't even have to reach in the hole. Mm. You just pluck your ball off this tin cup that they oh. put about two inches below the. Surface. Oh, I didn't realize that. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I talked to a guy up with a northern golf course up in the Brainerd area. They were open this weekend, but they did not get the uh, get the buzz that we got down here. Hmm. But the uh, the bait shops are open, Kenny. Yeah, they are, and uh, everybody's looking forward to the opener here in a few weeks too. Are we going to let the people go to the resorts or not? Boy, that's the question. I don't know. You know, I have no idea how to respond to that without getting political. And my my answer would be let the resorts decide for themselves. You know. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yes, I I kind of agree with you. But that's uh, half their nut for the year. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, it's uh, here's here was my favorite. I mentioned this earlier today, though. Sid uh, has been writing columns you know, with references to the pandemic. And he wrote one with Dave St. Peter hmm. on, you know, the hard-hitting interview with Dave, who's, you know, will take his phone calls. <laughs> and Dave, and the lead of it is, uh, Dave, have you ever seen anything like this? And Dave said, no, he hasn't. And I say, Sid, you're 100, and you haven't. <laughs> right. You don't have to ask that question, Sid. You're wow. 100. You are not That's allowed to pitch. ask that question. Have you ever seen anything like this? You're 100. You're the one to answer that question. And the answer is no, because the Spanish flu ended a couple of months before you were born. So, Yeah, he just made it, didn't he? He just made it. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen it? I love that. Have you ever yeah. seen it? No. No. No, I haven't. <laughs> no, no. When, uh, you know, it's... Uh, the 3M uh, Open continues apace. Still on the schedule, I yeah. think. Yeah. But do you really want to... <laughs> Do you really want to have the pleasure of financing a golf tournament if they aren't going to let you have anybody watching? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, it's not like the, the PGA team. opens up in June. They're going to have Supposedly. tournaments without players or without fans. How do they know? What if? What if you I can't? Don't know. Have, what if all of a sudden in June you can have fans if they've, you know, had their temperature taken or something? And it doesn't look good for the fair. Uh, even though Jerry Hammer says he, cont- he continues to plan as if there will be one, there are plenty of people who think that that won't happen. I, I, I hope know. I hope it happens. I walked through the gates of the fair, and I got one thought. 
cleanliness. Yep. This place is spick and span. There could be nothing hiding anywhere. Especially, you know, like day nine of the <laughs> yes, fair. Right. You know? That's right. That's right. Maybe it should be held every other day where you can <laughs> Give have us a, a chance day to scrub her down. We'll, uh, then, we'll, then we'll spray a little stuff here and there and try her hey, again. Hey, kids, step on up to the old Perel stage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One hour into the fair, it looks like it's been going for six months. <laughs> oh. <laughs> The best is the the patch of grass by the uh, the old fifteen hundred booth. It'd be just nice and lush the very first uh, day for about twenty minutes. <laughs> right? and then it's just yeah. matted down and it's dirt. Wow. Yeah. I, that that. Yeah, that's got to be tough for them to call that baby off. But I can't I can't imagine that oh. happening even if if things are opened up significantly. What do you, you do? Should, you what should do you, take you, up you, golf. What are you limited to twenty thousand or something? Oh, I don't. Could you imagine? Yeah. yeah. I mean, no. A day. You can't. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I don't know what you would do with a fair. Let, let me ask you two something. Wouldn't watching a, a, a golf match on TV be more enjoyable without seeing all those people, without seeing the crowd? I mean, it wouldn't bother me. It doesn't bother me, no. But you don't get to hear the witty commentary in the background. Like, hey, put it in the You don't need any of that. I think it would be really cool to watch these guys play on an empty course. I think that'd Baba be awesome. Booey. <laughs> right. Is that a new one now, Baba Booey? Uh, it's been going for years. Yeah. All right, Joe. Kenny put me on to this. Was it last week, Kenny? Monday? You yeah. put me on yep. to Killing I Eve. I believe Oh yeah, uh, no. I, it was actually Friday, I think. Friday, yeah. and uh, yeah, and uh, it's been extremely popular nationally. I just never got around to it because my wife didn't watch it. It would seem like the kind of show she'd watch it, right? But uh, it is uh, high entertainment. I'll tell you, they got this. Uh, what's her what, uh, villain? Villain way? Villain name? Yeah, yeah. And, the... and it comes from the novels, which are around the built around the psychopathic assassin and then the the uh, woman who's pursuing her through the years. But the gal, uh, Jodie Comer, she's a Brit, and she plays the psychopathic assassin, and she is fantastic. Hmm. Hell of an actor. Yeah. What's Sandra O's role? Sandra's uh, a uh, MI6 who ends up, she had kind of a minor task, but she's as a hobby. She's been following women assassins through the years, and yeah. she 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 kind of figures out that there's this gal running around killing. And they uh, actually people. develop a relationship, Suits. You've mm-hmm. got to watch this. Uh, you know, Jason Matheson and Alexis talked about it a lot, and I didn't pay attention until they mm-hmm. said it's about spies, and it's like, oh, well, I'm all in then, and. It really paid off. And I'm midway not, through the second season right now. It's not really about spies, though. It's about no, but it, about it's kind of to... that lifestyle, and you don't trust anybody, including your superiors. And mm-hmm. like we've talked about before, don't get too comfortable with any of the characters because yes, uh... they might be gone. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Usually, at the end of each episode, we lose a very important person and uh, yep. come yep. bouncing back next. How week. many seasons have there been? Uh, they just... are currently. They're currently airing on uh, every Sunday night, the third season. And uh, I, I made it through in a in while well, every other idiot and sports person in the Twin Cities was watching the Michael Jordan documentary. The first two hours, I made it through about uh, this weekend. How many were the first year, Kenny? Just eight. 
Yeah, yes. Eight, yep. and then Eight. there's ten the second year, I think. I made it through 15 yeah. of them in uh, two days. So it's, they're yeah. about 40 minutes. And uh, they, they, got, Very, they got some down moments and once in a while. But the... Uh, yeah. I'm going to have to read the books, Pat. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't think I have any choice. I'm going to have to read the books. Yeah, but this this woman, the art of delivering the lines, which is the the bottom line in acting, if you ask me, is she's her delivery of the lines is fantastic. Yeah, All a, right. a lot of a lot of uh, acting for me is body language, facial expressions, and she is really good, really good. Yeah, it was uh, it was okay. And we got a new Bosch. Uh, Bosch is back, and uh, I watched a few of those over the weekend too. But I don't. I put my wife on a quota of only two a night because we got to let this baby stretch out, and there's only ten of them. You know. So. We got this final season is airing too, and uh, I've been trying, but it's it's not as good as the first season. Which one? But uh, in Brockmire, and in this final season of Brockmire, Brockmire, uh, it's actually supposed to be in 2030. He's the commissioner of baseball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. they needed something because wow. the first year was fantastic, oh, and so the second good. year was horrendous. And it's all about in 2030 how baseball is basically dead, and they're doing everything they can to bring it back. <laughs> and that's so they brought back that gal. What's her name? Amanda uh, Pete. Amanda Pete, who's yeah. fantastic. So they brought her back in, and she's still on the booze, and Brockmeyer isn't. So mm-hmm. it's kind of fun to see that. He snorted a birth control. Yeah, pill. right. The, yes, <laughs> but one of the great lines in history is she's going to take a not birth control. A, she's going to take a a pill to have her. Abort, right? right. It's yes. an appeal right. to have her right. abort, and he sees it in the room and and chops it up, thinking it's cocaine, and snorts it, and and the first thing she says to him is, first of all, greedy. <laughs> if it had been cocaine, he snorted all of it and didn't leave her any. <laughs> Yeah. This has yeah. got this got to get a cure for this COVID because this TV talk's driving me oh, crazy. Oh, well, yeah. Well, what, else? What, what do you want to do? So wait a minute. So Pat, you're not, you're what, the, what's option B? The boat? I know. I know. Tell you how I fix my car. Yeah. <laughs> well, we already covered that. Yeah. Uh, the Bulls thing doesn't do anything for you, Patrick. Not ten hours. If it was two hours, I'd watch it. What a ten hours! Oh, last night though, Pat, when Jordan's throwing out f bombs, which I can't believe ESPN was airing it with the with all the cussing. It was great. Yeah. He's cussing out yeah, Jerry Krause. Eight and, more hours of it. Well, yeah. we'll see how it goes. But last night was spectacular. I thought. You know, are they going to cover his baseball career? I think so. I think that's part of it. I saw him play baseball. He would bat seventh for the Faribault Lakers. <laughs> yeah. He sucked. That was the worst swing I ever saw. He would. He wouldn't be in the DRS All Star game. I guarantee you. He was terrible. Why? Do we know why he switched to baseball yet? The Does that ever come out? The rumor has always been that gambling. the NBA had caught him with the goods on gambling, but they didn't. They knew what it would do to the league if they suspended him. So they basically said, "Take a year off." And he didn't want to be home with the misses, so he went uh, oh, to the minor leagues. Yeah. Do you know who his manager was? Do you remember? No. Terry no. Francona. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. I, I saw him in Birmingham uh, playing. Uh, they were playing the Twins Farm Club down there. So I did, he like play, did he play baseball in high school and college? I don't Not think in college, he, but no, I know if he did in high, high school. school. If he did, he 
If he did, he probably sat in a bench with yeah. that swing. God, he was terrible. But the, the, the part of that story that I love, though, is Joe, he was, uh, you know, he's, what, what were they, double A or single A? Double whatever, A. Double A. And he said, this is what you all take to the games? You know, they're ratty old bus. bus we, yeah, he buys this, your $200,000 coach bus for everyone to take to and from the games. I don't think he's a good guy. I think he's a bad guy. You get mm-hmm. that. You get parts of that I think watching he's a bad this. Guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, awful. God, it, god awful. God awful uh, executive is in the NBA. Yeah. Charlotte and Washington. It, do you think he's a bad guy because he's so good at what he does, or do you think he's always been a bad guy? No, I think you know he grew I mean? into it. Probably yeah. he grew into like, it. Like, like sometimes Suit says, "Yeah, I can see that guy's probably bad for the uh, with the help." You know, yeah, Garnett those was. Guys. You know, Garnett was. I thought he was a good kid, and he turned into a complete jerk too. Sometimes they become. You know, they've the level of sensitivity of any criticism is uh, well, over you, the top. You but, watch some of the his quotes when he was first drafted. He's not even close to the same person he developed into at well, the end of his career. You know, at that North Carolina team, he was like. One of the guys. He yeah. wasn't, uh, you know, he, Perkins, they got four NBAers on that team. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was, you know, I was I was at that game when they, when they won a title when he stole the pass. And uh, Freddie Brown didn't stole the pass. Freddie Brown threw him the ball and North Carolina won the game. But, uh, I mean, we all say, hey, this guy's pretty good. But it wasn't like, wow, this guy's going to own the NBA. Well, the one thing I did find out was oh. his rookie year with Chicago – uh, the veterans had a group that they called the Cocaine Circus. Oh, really? What? What was it, Joe? Mike? He, he, Jordan basically said, I didn't really want much part of that. And then someone had tweeted out, uh, the rest of the 84 Bulls explaining to their families, yeah, I wasn't part of the cocaine circus either. Hey, right. Joe, if you're looking for another, we talked about this last week, the Doc Ellis documentary, right? Oh, yeah. No, no. If you're I looking, haven't seen that. It's oh, good. Oh yeah. yeah, I've actually seen that from the seventies. Yeah. Doc was, Doc was one of those guys snorting the chalk lines in the seventies. But uh, the the raucous that's that's what he went to the Yankees, and he said, you know, Doc didn't want to walk in and tell him what a cokehead he was. He says, I don't do that stuff, and. He said all the Yankees were snorting it. He said eighty percent of the league was snorting it. You know, yeah. Jeez, but nothing beats a wild man tripping while pitching. Nothing beats that. Spaceman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Or Mitch Williams. Bill Bill Lee. Yeah. Oh, Bill Lee. Yeah. Is it Doc the guy who came here to use the ice houses? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He came out. He loved the love those little houses. You got out in the frozen lakes. What? Yeah. I said, I love those little houses. You go out there and use cocaine for a week, and nobody bothers you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know who? Uh, you know who Bill Lee's best buddy is, don't you? Uh, Randy Wayne Randy White. Randy Wayne White. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. big buddies. In fact, not this year, but last year he came over. Uh, Randy Wayne White came over and did a radio hit on the Twins. Uh, Twins broadcast yeah. and uh, and the spaceman was with him. I talked to him for a half hour. Why? Uh, yeah, spaceman. In fact, that house we visited, Joe. Yep. Spaceman's living in that house. Was right now. A couple of years ago, he was. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because Randy Randy's got more money than he does, so he said, let him live there. At, at one point, he wrote a book in either in the late '80s or early '90s, and I met him while he was doing a book tour uh, up in Maplewood. Yates Randy or on. Bill Lee. Bill Lee, Yatesy oh, yeah. had him on. Mm. 
Yeah, Yatesy and him could have gotten along well. well I always assumed the Tomlinson. <laughs> I always, just, I always assumed the Tomlinson character is based on Bill Lee. That's who it is. I think yeah. Madden White yeah. basically said that. Yeah, mm -hmm. the, the kind of this, the guy who knows all but doesn't accept life. He's got everything figured out except life. You know. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of a deal. So. Anyway, yeah, he's uh, he's a good guy. He's the guy that hated Zimmer, though. He's the guy that uh, caused the. He's a guy I think that nicknamed him the gerbil. You know, oh. that's uh, that was his name. so everybody in Boston became the gerbil. Mm -hmm. I've told this story once or twice before. Do we don't have the sound? I'll, but, I'll see if I can find it. I forgot where Rook put it. But Mock and I, <laughs> the twins are in there on a Monday night, and Mock. Mock wants to go to the game. I go to the game with him. We're sitting up in the press box. And this is when Zim is, they're all mad at Zim, 79 or so. And he gets on the phone and uh, with Zim like 10 minutes before the first pitch uh, down to the dugout phone. And, and uh, Zim says, you want to see something? Mock says, yeah. And Zim stands out of the dugout and the whole crowd, boo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zim steps back down and Zim Mock says, hey, do that again, Zim. That was great. Boo! <laughs> 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 they, they, they came up in the Dodger system together. Oh. So it was uh, pretty funny. I can't believe that. you lost that, Reeves. I know. I, I, I Well, it's. Rook put it somewhere. I, I need to ask him where he put it because I, I can't remember. Highly produced Tony Lee piece. Yeah, that was great. Another racy story. Believe me, you've heard that one before. <laughs> what, Pat? Uh, yeah, what are, what are we doing with the old Rook? Is he? Uh, he was here Friday. Okay. All right. Uh, can I say something about Rook? Since since he hasn't been on the GL podcast as much recently, I don't know if you guys have noticed this on Twitter. Oh God! He's only talking about himself in the third person, yeah. and he's throwing out. I don't know, but he'll throw out a tweet about himself, and he'll call himself the Rook. Yeah. <laughs> this is how the Rook does this, and the Rook wears underpants I on his head, uh, and the Rook they, has a ski mask on. Why did the mask get so much heat? Yeah, that little uh, comic mask he wore. I, I didn't quite get the joke. Uh, well, you can't cure COVID by wearing an eye mask. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I get yeah. that part, right? You now. know, uh, he's had those for quite some time. In fact, um, it was years ago when... Um, you mean the underpants now. That's what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. I'm sorry, was I mistaken? <laughs> oh, he did too. He did one with like a uh, Lone Ranger mask. mask. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah, And then he did one with that dirty pair of fake underpants. Yeah, uh, so that's the one I'm, I'm referring to. And years ago... Um, the president of radio was down trying to get some candy out of Rook's desk, and she came into the studio and said, um, Matthew, why do you have a pair of dirty underwear <laughs> yeah. in your desk drawer? <laughs> and they're, they're not just dirty. They are destroyed. <laughs> you would throw them away. The just to torment people? No, he had those in there so that people wouldn't go digging through his candy drawer. So they were deterred by that. Nothing will ever top the day out at the old place when he popped out and damn near killed the mayor. It was unbelievable. Had some, what, I can't remember what closet? mask that was. No, around just around the corner, but he had a mask on. <laughs> a gorilla mask. Gorilla mask. <laughs> yeah. Just jumped Jesus. out and God almighty. The mayor, and now, if it would have been me, it would, he might have killed me because, you know. <laughs> but he just... <laughs> Just the most basic yeah. of uh, pranks, you know, just oh. jumping on that. 
not a good prank like when we gave Vogel a hat with two breasts on him and told it was a cub hat. But yeah. uh, you know, not a good prank like that. Joe was. I the- finally had to mute him. I'm I'm not going to follow him on Twitter if he constantly refers to himself in the third person. Mm-hmm. You I have odd rules. You your rules for Twitter are much more interesting uh, than just, Ben Royce's uh, rules. Uh, uh, it's just too much, Matthew. <laughs> Refer to yourself in the first person. God, the uh, you know you know what has happened though on Twitter. People are so engaged now in social media with nothing else to do. I am getting a whole new audience of people that hate me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I had the. So uh, you're in high clover. I had the. Uh, That's why I made a look at it. I did that thing you, you two weeks it. ago about how oh. the first ten million they should cut out of the university athletic budget is yeah is football. And they should, because it's overstuffed. They got too many, you know, they don't need 85 scholarships, blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't anti-Fleck. It wasn't intended to be, except I did say it's ridiculous. He came here making a million, and he's now making 4.6. You know, you you give him a raise because you think he's going to do well, and then he does well, and you give him another raise. So, anyway. But it wasn't anti-Fleck. But, the, you know. You should die. You're gonna to go to hell. All these, all these, yeah. and they're young. They're youthful. Uh, it's a youthful audience that hmm. that uh, that uh, hates the hates hates now. Because usually it was like if I do something like that, I'd get the same twenty guys. But this was a whole new. Uh, this was a whole new audience <laughs> that wanted me to croak. <laughs> do you miss sports as much as you thought you would? Days, some days, some days, and other days, it's just become part of life. But uh, I got to say that as far as watching sports, the last couple of years, I've probably, before this all started, I've probably watched less of it than I have for years. Like, I will, you know, Twins game with baseball taking four hours i mean mm-hmm. i would watch when the twins were on the road i'd watch two innings of a game watch a movie and come back and watch the last two innings you know i i was not focused on is focused on watching well, sports can't watch uh i can't watch the current nba with everybody just shooting three pointers so i'll watch key moments but not not the whole thing. Well, I want you to explain something, Patrick, because working with you on the radio, it's been really easy because all I have to do is throw out something like 65 World Series and then sit back and listen to you talk for 10 minutes. So you love reminiscing, but yet I've found and I've discovered in the last month or so, you hate watching old games. I don't get that. I would think you of all people would love uh, rewatching the World Series in the early. You know 90s how it's going to end. 80s. Yeah, that's right. I know how it's going to end. So and, there's uh, just no suspense there. Any, any. It's funny though that you'll reminisce about it, but you won't rewatch it. Yeah, even a you know Tiger winning the Masters. Okay, he's going to win. This is what's going to happen. I'll, I'll watch highlights of old stuff, but you know what I like today. To do? Before I left, I was the MLB Network had the 
Game seven of the again the Braves and Twins going. What I like to do is I got the boys you know in the room with me. Yeah, and I say, hey, bud, he's going to hit a home run here. You watch. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) How did you know that? I used to do that. I used to do that when my kids were young with wrestling. You know, on on Sunday after on Sunday morning you got the crusher taking on Kenny J, and I say. I'll give each of you guys $20 if this guy wins, and they'd be rooting like hell for poor Kenny. Go sodbuster. Crusher, Crusher, put him in whatever hole he put him in, chuck hole. Put him to sleep. Dang it, they'd be disappointed. (laughs) But they thought the old man was smart. Would you watch like an old game with like uh, headless uh, Ted Williams? Would you watch an old Ted Williams game? Yeah, probably, but... Yeah. Or even back to Babe, would you watch one of those? You know, a game that I watched about three or four years ago that I really enjoyed was the seventh game of the 1960 World Series because there'd been no film of it or anything. But that was the uh, Pirates-Yankees 11-10 to 10 or 10-9 to 9 game, Mazeroski home run. And it was, it was instructive in the way that they just went up there swinging, hacking, man. Oh, yeah. It was, you know, the games were... 11 to 10 game it was under three hours today it'd take 520 you know. forbes field looked like a cool place oh, it too did. It just did. looked like yeah, a neat place yeah the older ballparks i'll watch you know i'm a sucker for old hockey games boy i'll watch oh, anything uh, you know that the i North might Stars watch those in. more than i watch another especially if we know that the philadelphia flyers are involved hey bellows yep <laughs> by the way i got a column coming up on wednesday on the, it's Sonmore's 91st birthday. Yep. And I don't want to give it all away, but it's about an incident in Duluth. Okay. <laughs> and the and uh, oh man. Did it involve him having to deny anything? No, it, okay. no. It was in the arena. It wasn't out in the. Uh, all it right. wasn't out in the thing. But I was talking to Dave Ferroni. <laughs> The great Dave Ferroni, who basically, what, can he spend the last 35 years of his life in auto racing? Uh, yeah, and, I think so, But yeah. before that, he was basically Sodmore's guy. When he was a student at the university, he went along with Sodmore and called in the scores and was hanging out with, you know, in college, was with Sodmore. And then he was Sonmore's guy with the Fighting Saints, you know, the PR director. And then he was Herbie's, Herbie's guy at Lake Placid in 1980. And I think, i got to confirm it again, but I think Marouche is his grandfather, is what the whole connection is there. So that whole lineage of, of uh, Minnesota hockey, uh, he's... Uh, Foof has got stories, man. Sod- yeah, but even, yeah. even with him, being around Herbie, being around 80, Sodmore is the – Sodmore has more stories than anybody. <laughs> Not all of them involving alcohol. Some of them just <laughs> just a one-eyed guy who uh, thought he could still fight people, you know. So. You know, Penn, I think – yeah, I think ahead. Herbie. I think Herbie was getting to the point in his life where he was going to start telling the stories, and then he just got snuffed out too early. Yeah. But I think I think Herbie would have been a great did, font of stories. Did we ever get a book? I don't think so. Because Herbie was Sonmore's assistant coach. Yep. You know, at the U. Yeah. And uh, and and uh, and and Sonmore replaced Marouche when Marsh Ryman fired him. Yep. And. 
They were the best of buddies. That tells yeah. you about old-time hockey. I mean, you think Tubby's going to go out to dinner with Richard Patino? No. Yeah, no. but this, these guys were like pals. It just, yeah, yeah. They fired me, so they have to hire somebody. It might as well be you, you know. Isn't that kind of what McClanahan said the, uh, a couple weeks yeah, back, Yeah, something to that effect. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that, you know, McClanahan said he was finally getting to the point where he and Herbie could have civil conversations. Yeah, you're right. That's what yeah. it was. That's Something like was. that, yeah. Well, the guy that I uh, was talking to today, I said, I, I mentioned this on more Marushi thing. He says, well, the, the, the thing they had going for them was they were two guys that everybody, you you couldn't meet them and not like them, Marushi and Mariucci and uh, right. Sanmore. And then he mentioned Herbie, and I said, you could meet Herbie and not like him. Right. <laughs> if it was the wrong day, you could not like him a lot. Who do you think has called you more cuss words? Would Herbie be at the top of the list? Uh, I yeah. never had a problem with him. I never had a problem with him. Uh, Herbie... Herbie's were not as sincere as some other guys. I you gotcha. Know, you know. But I did tell you when Wonger reported that Herbie was mad at me because right when I went into treatment, I'd written like the last column I had written, had written was, Herbie's, Herbie hadn't gotten a job yet. I said, he's holding out for the job he wants, emperor of the world. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and that really Jesus irritated Christ. him. But by the time he got a chance to scream at me, I was at St. Mary's. And Wonger told me, Herbie called him up and said, I'm tired of being libeled by that talented alcoholic. And I said, <laughs> I said, he called me talented. Great. <laughs> Silver lining. Yes. Yeah. Silver lining. Oh, God, he was a beauty. He, was he really beauty. was. He, but he, sometimes he'd do it for show, too, for the crowd that was around. Oh, and then, yeah. And then uh, he, was, uh, he was a beauty, man. But those old, old-time hockey guys are the greatest. John Mayasich is, you know, still going up there on the range. And you talk to anybody on the range about him, they love that guy. They just, he's, oh, it's hard he's not to beloved. love. Yeah, he's the greatest. He is a good guy. What, what do you think it is about that sport that made those guys all, all pals? The, the bond? They, they, but yeah. they'd hit each other with sticks if they were playing against each right. other and then go out and drink together, you know. <laughs> it was, it's weird. But it's it's great. Well, it's the same thing with the goon culture. I I mean, these guys that would go start throwing hands and go toe to toe. A lot of times, uh, had negotiated the fights beforehand. I mean, it's tonight the night we're finally going to give the fans what they want and that sort of thing. You know? Do you think that uh, the Boucher thing changed the NFL NHL quite a bit, Joe? I think so. Yeah, because they you know when they. Took his eye out, basically. Yeah. They uh, well, that plus it became a public civil yes, case. Yeah, there's a case. Yeah, yeah. What was the guy's name? Gary Flackney, right? Was it Gary Flackney? I think so. The, uh, I think so. The Minneapolis attorney. Who stabbed uh, Henry? I can't remember. Dave Forbes. Oh, Dave Forbes. Yeah, with the butt end of the stick in oh, the yeah. eye. In the yeah. eye. Yeah. Henry. Henry was supposed to be in a freshman class with Antonovich and Dean Blaze, but uh, our back in the day. When the university actually had an admissions department for athletics, they didn't yep. let Henry in, so he went to uh, Western Canada, I believe. Well, didn't uh, Sodmore have to find a special course on the Ag <laughs> Campus for Antone? I talked to Antone yesterday, yep. and uh, 
and uh, <laughs> he was making jokes about his own academic prowess. Yeah. <laughs> he said, you know, he said I. He said I went to Greenway and majored in hockey. Yeah. <laughs> he said. <laughs> Okay, I, I'm going to use this in a column, but I got to tell you this: Anton's playing playing in Duluth, and this is in the warm-ups before the game, and that the Duluth band is up there, and the tuba has got a bulldog on it, you know, a crepe paper bulldog on the yeah. tuba, and Anton says to the guy, he says, "Watch this," and he shoots a puck up there, and he misses. But the second one goes through. He shoots two pucks up and shoots the second puck through the through the paper during the warm-ups. He's firing oh, pucks into the Duluth band. Wow. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Well, these old arenas. Joe, when did we get plexiglass all the way around the arenas? Later on in the 70s, right? Oh God! Uh, there were times there were high school arenas. They just had boards, right? And you'd have some, you'd have some netting down at the at, at the goal ends. But uh, I gotta think, uh, Aldrich Arena had plexiglass when I was playing. Really? I think so. Wow! I don't think yeah. so. Not all the way around. I don't think. Maybe huh. I'm wrong though. Maybe I'm wrong. I know the Duluth Curling Club didn't have a lot of it. <laughs> no, and I played in that old building. I the wind the wind blew out right through the boards and <laughs> right through the uh, oh, yeah, the building. Yeah, yeah, I I covered the uh, I covered a few games in one winter. I was up there and it was the last year that it was the UMD played there. And it was, oh, yeah. Yeah. They didn't trust me with the Bulldogs though. I I was the Beat writer for the Duluth Hornets, the uh, senior <laughs> league team up there. There was a, some senior league, and they were in there. Connie Pleban, he tried to t- help the poor old boy from Folda who didn't know why they were blowing whistles all the time. What the hell are they doing here? What is it? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> yes. You at your first hockey game was like me at my first baseball game. <laughs> yes. 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 Is that when you brought the notepad? <laughs> yeah. First game I covered, yeah. I brought a yellow legal tablet. What the hell was that? He was going to drive down to the office. Yeah, I was going to his... go to the office. <laughs> yeah. What? The, nobody told you anything. <laughs> no. Tom Mee took pity on me and produced a typewriter and said, "You better get going." Yeah. But he, pro- he produced a, he produced like a desktop typewriter. Yeah, right? I had yeah, a big like giant a typewriter. <laughs> and that poor Larry Batson man. He str- we had something called the eleventh ad. Tenth ad. The tenth ad, ad. Yeah. and and I just couldn't get that was math. I couldn't get the hang of that. You'd you'd, you'd send a paragraph that said, and then in the fifth, this twin scored yeah. two, and uh, Rod Carew hit a double, and then you would add to that, yeah. uh, and then go below that, and they were called ads. And uh, Batson just looked at me and said, "What is it this about this that you don't understand?" I said, "Why does it start with the tenth? Why don't you the start with con- the first? The concept was." Oh. That as the game progressed, things would become more important right. in the later innings so that when you wrote your lead on deadline, then the first ad would be something you wrote after the eighth inning or maybe when the game right. was decided. So when you wrote after five innings, they wanted some copy, but thinking, not knowing how many ads there were, right. they said, just make it the 10th ad and then the 11th ad, and then we'll just slap her right on there. Yeah. And then... 
confuse the hell out happen, of me. Then if something happens, like in the eighth, or somebody hits Harmon, hits a home run in the ninth, that's the first. You got your that's lead, and you got your first ad. Yeah, I got it. it took know? a while. <laughs> Oh, God. Are you sure? I don't think you do. No, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I can still remember this. Batson took me to that big full, uh, big ledger of the daily papers. Yes. And he opened the ledger to a baseball story, and he put his big fat finger on a paragraph, and he said, you see this? That's the 10th ad. Then he pointed up to this one. He said, we'll call that the 9th. Mm-hmm. Then he pointed up again. He said, there's the 8th. Yes. Now, all the way up to, there's number one. That's mm-hmm. what you send last. Mm-hmm. You send that last. <laughs> and then I thought, well. <laughs> so explain it again. Yeah. I'm not sure order. I'm buying this. Reverse order. <laughs> oh, my God. Did, hey, did you work with Clyde Schubert? Uh, the name's ringing a Clyde bell. Clyde Schubert, yeah, he covered state colleges and sat yeah. on the desk. He always had a cigar going, yeah. small, cheap cigar going. Yeah. Yeah, he was, when I was a copy boy there, Clyde was around, and we'd all think we were going to get out of there on Sunday night, and this is when they had the cross-reference baseball standings so that they were, you know, there was only 10 teams so in each league so you could read down and see what your record was against each team you know sure, and yeah. across it's big and it was they were always bleeped up something <laughs> fierce because we typed them up or so we'd all think we're gonna get out of there and about eleven thirty, clyde would go over and see if there were any errors in the cross-reference baseball standings then we'd have to go back to see when the mistake occurred oh. and when the game and man we clyde peed us off man Please. pat i figured saved out a, why saved me a lot of drinking though <laughs> i i figured out why i got along with the guys who most people were terrified of like in the beginning people were really really tenuous around mock they were a little afraid of him because of his demeanor you yes. know he was called the little general wasn't mm-hmm. he yeah. and batson just terrified the hell <laughs> you talked to john Rowe or any of those guys terrified the hell out of him and i think i won him over by just being a complete idiot well they took sympathy <laughs> yeah the rookie sympathy. approach yeah well, the, the batson rookie. also batson's <laughs> also the guy that uh Batson's also the guy that hired you, so he, yeah. you know, he, out out of out of thin air, he you you appeared and uh, and uh, so he had to, he had to support you. Bach just enjoyed your well. Your did you apply for it? Did you apply for it, Such? What made you think you could be a sports uh, writer? The uh, I can answer that perfectly. The the key was to get in the door. Because there was a lot of horizontal movement in the in the heydays of newspapers. Oh yeah. So you so who cares where you got hired? If your goal was to be a city hall reporter, you could have ultimately uh, left sports and slid over sideways and become a city hall reporter. And that's exactly what I thought I'd do. But I ended up never leaving sports writing till I went to St. Paul. I stayed. Huh. I did a sports writing for eleven years. Kenny, I loved it. Kenny, 1968, September 68, I came down from St. Paul. And St. Paul, uh, in the next two and a half years, we hired nine. There was nine of us that got hired because the people were leaving the jobs. A lot of them were going to PR because PR paid more money than newspapers did back then. Wow. Oh, that was I quite a fad it. in the business. That was quite a fad in the business. People going to PR, PR jobs. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to know, oh. know why I'm a union man. I was making 145 a week. They hired me, and three years later, I was making 350, and because of raises that the guild negotiated and, and time service, and, and it wasn't because they wanted to. <laughs> yeah. So huh. anyway, Such, I gotta go. Get in. That's, yeah, wait a second. Go. One more wait thing. Wait a second. 
That, that's how I got into radio, Such, is you literally uh, clean the toilet bowls, just get me in, just the, door, get in the door. And, yeah. And, yeah, and go from there. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I've told this before. I'll tell it again. I got hired because on my own I did a story about a guy convicted of murder in 1924 in St. Paul, and I got him a pardon. Warren Spanis, uh, I worked with him, got this guy a pardon. And uh, the Star Tribune wrote that or had that story on its front page July 8th, 1973. And I, wow. was, uh, I was hired July, I think my first day was July 6th. Was he in it? Was he innocent or did you just take a liking to him? Eh, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it's a very interesting story. And what it boiled down to was examining weather reports because the night the woman was killed, he was on the other side of town, had an alibi, and he could not possibly have gotten to where the act took place because of the, of the blizzard. So, but he served damn near 50 years? Oh, shh. Almost said the bad word there. Mm-hmm. He, uh, yeah, and most of it in St. Peter. Wow. Yeah. He was a boxcar boy. You ever hear that term? No. Came oh, no. north What's in a boxcar with a tag on his toe. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, what do you mean? They'd act like they were dead? Black guys would arrive here from the south and uh, were treated poorly on the trains and were in there with tags on their toes. And when they got there, then at least they, somebody would know their name. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Oh boy, you gotta go. Well, on that note, <laughs> you gotta go. And it was during a time when black people were getting lynched in Duluth, of all places. There's a very famous case of black people getting lynched in Duluth and in the twenties. Right. Yeah. Right. No, Mankato right. was uh, Mankato Native was Native American. Americans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get yeah. confused yeah. by our racism. <laughs> I do too. So, Such, I still haven't seen that piece. We've got to find that piece somewhere. I want to read that. I probably have it somewhere. Yeah. Joe kept all that stuff. I wish I'd done that. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I got. Uh, I got many years at the St. Paul paper that have disappeared into the mist. Well, I told you that story, didn't I, Pat? What? What? Uh, 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 Recently. Well, great, well, I called St. Thomas, the college, and said, uh, "You know, I know this is an awkward thing to ask you. It sounds a little self-promotional. I don't mean it that way. But are you interested in my columns?" Uh, hell, from the St. Paul paper alone, there would have been, you know, 10,000. Oh, mm-hmm. but they're all and, over it, yeah. And, and, and so I talked to the curator in the library, and she said, uh, boy, that sounds interesting. Could you bring me uh, Could you bring me examples of what you're talking about? I said, yeah, I just cut out each column there in a file folder. And she said, why don't you bring it over here? So I had a meeting with her. This is only recently as last November. And she looked at this and she said, now nah, we can't do this because these things will turn yellow and brittle and fall apart. And we're not going to spend the money to save them. So, <laughs> so I thought she said, I thought maybe she saw a couple of your anti-academia pieces. Well, and, no. <laughs> you know, on second thought. Yeah, uh, all right. Yeah, yeah, I don't so there's, you know what? Send them to Liberty University. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're sitting in the basement of whatever building the Pioneer Press is in. I think that's probably where they're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want them. All righty. You got to go. I got to go. All okay. Right. Goodbye. See you. Yeah, bye. 